When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lena Hurtig, if she scores it, Sweden are in. She has been saved on the goal line once, twice. It was saved by Alyssa Nair, but did it fly behind the line through the air? There might be a VAR check in the shootout. A silence falls over, and now eruption. It did go behind the line. Lena Hurtig has scored for Sweden. Sweden are through. Sweden are through. Yes, upsets galore in the Women's World Cup. The favourites dropping like flies. But, of course, the big game is tonight at Stadium Australia. The Matildas taking on Denmark. To talk about that, we have on the line Alicia Carnivas, former young Matilda and W League star. She's also part of the SEN football commentary team. Alicia, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me on. Bright and early, and I was in that stadium last night for the US Sweden and how croaky is the voice this morning? A bit, a bit, du- a bit dusty, are you? <laughs> it, oh, just, just the screaming in the stadium is absolutely unbelievable scenes and you heard the call there from Jordan Canellis. It was just one of the greatest matches, I think, of this World Cup, quite, quite comfortably. So what does it mean? Is if There's a few favourites dipping out here. The, the tournament's opening up a bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's wide open right now. It's We've seen, obviously, Canada, uh, Brazil, Germany, and the U.S. go home. If you'd bet on that before the World Cup, that would be near impossible. No one has seen this coming, all four of those, I guess, top teams in the top ten being out of any sort of contention for this World Cup. And I think the expectation with all of those teams is that they would be in a quarterfinal somewhere. So it's really, really changed how we're looking at this World Cup and, and who the favourites now might be. And, and I mean, we see Japan, they've been playing sensational. Spain is another one. And then, of course, our Matildas as well. So tell us what the Matildas have to do to get through tonight, Alicia. Look, tough ask against Denmark. We beat them uh, in our last match 3-1. So I guess mentally we've got a bit of an advantage. We're familiar with, with the Danish style of football. We've played a lot of European teams in the last 12 to 18 months as well. And that's always been, I guess, Tony's plan is to build and to, I guess, get the exposure as well and get the team confident um, to play against these European nations as well. So um, it's going to be a, a tough ask. It's tournament football. We saw last night with Sweden and the USA, anything can happen. I would have thought, yes, a closely contested match. But I think most people would have thought the US would have come away with that with just the way they played. And it went down to penalties. Hopefully we don't get there tonight. Hopefully it's a nice, clean win for, for the Matildas. So, Penilla Harder, how significant is she going to be and how do we stop her from having an influence on this game? Look, she's a, she's a fantastic player, a huge player for the Danes and an ex-teammate of Sam Kerr at Chelsea as well. She's only just recently left Chelsea in the last few months. But um, sensational. The biggest problem, I think, in watching the Danes that they've had is is almost connecting with Penilla Harder and actually connecting that midfield to attack. So I think if we can break down the connection to Penilla Harder, so that will fall on our midfield quite largely then that'll make life a little bit easier and it will help nullify her, I guess, impact and influence on the match. 
So given that, who are the key players in our midfield tonight, do you think? Who needs to step up? I think Katrina Gorey will need to, to step up. She's been playing well. Um, Mary Fowler had a sensational game last match. Uh, she played a little bit higher in the midfield, but we may see the likes of Karakuni uh, Cross and, and the connection as well. And I guess the strengths of Emily Van Egmond, I thought that worked really, really well against Canada, that combination in the midfield. I thought Tony got that one right and it paid dividends. So I think when we we talk our midfield, Gorey and um, Emily Van Egmond, I think will be really, really important tonight. Everybody's on Sam Kerr watch and on Calf Muscle Watch. What, 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 what's your mail and what role do you expect her to play tonight? I think she'll, she'll come off the bench. I think that will be the plan as it was against Canada. Um, I haven't seen too much footage of her actually moving quite freely or, or even so much as running at a high tempo with the ball or anything like that in training. So if anything, I suggest that she'll come off the bench. That'll be where it lies, depending on whether, again, they need her. But as we've heard from Sam herself coming off the plane, she said she's going to play. What part of that? We're not sure. It's all under wraps, and they're doing a good job at that, of that, the Matildas at the moment, just keeping things very quiet. It's kind of like in case of emergency, break glass and wheel Sam Kerr out at the moment, isn't it? Do you suspect if they don't need her, she won't play? They'll give her more time? Yeah, look, I, initially in the, say the first two weeks of this tournament, I definitely thought she was out for the tournament. I think the recovery is going well, and I think you're right. If they need her, they will use her um, because they will have to. It's it's do or die, and it's as simple as that. Um, but it's it's a really delicate situation because you run the risk of sort of further injuring a player potentially as well. So it, it's really going to come down to the nature of the game, whether she's needed, what impact Tony needs to have against the Danes, if at all. And um, that decision will be made in real time before all of our eyes. And I guess the flip side of this is, let's say she doesn't have to be out on the pitch tonight and we do get through. Um, How prepared is she going to be to play quarters and semis, given that she's been, you know, sort of on ice for for three weeks now? Yeah, it's, it's difficult, right, when you haven't played football and you come into a tournament sort of towards the latter end and you're asked to do a job and of course at this stage of the tournament everything is high tempo high pace and and with a a qualification spot on the line so yes difficult for any player but I think Sam being Sam and, and the type of player that she is as well I think she's a big game player that's the type of environment that she sort of relishes in herself and I think it won't be too difficult for her I think she'll be craving to be out there she would have had the last two weeks where she's Felt like she's missed out, and I think she'll be ready to go. Is our best bet with using her from from now on, Alicia, to leave her on the bench and, and just inject her uh, so she doesn't have to play full games, but when we need an injection of scoring power and scoring threats, uh, we can call on her? Is that is that the best way to use her from now until the end of the tournament, do you think? Potentially. Um, I'm a huge fan of impact players that come off the bench and can actually change a game, or if they're calling them now, the game changes. I I don't mind seeing a player like Sam, particularly with the injury and particularly with the lack of match time in this tournament, coming off the bench and potentially changing um, the attacking line and changing the impact. I thought our attack was better against Canada. It was a bit flat against Nigeria. But against Canada, I thought putting Caitlin Ford out wide where she's comfortable on the left... Russo, of course, was sensational. I don't think it's worth disrupting that right now. Um, 
if we're putting Sam at risk, and I think her ability to impact the game would be huge. Caitlin Ford, you mentioned her role against Canada. Just her ability to be a threat wide and and make the opposition defend width look like it was significant in the Canada game and look like it opened up opportunities for others. She's a real key player, isn't she? Yeah, and she's been great for Arsenal where she, she plies her craft over in London, but equally great for the national team. And I think... That's where she's best, just getting the ball to feet and running at players on that left-hand flank, cutting inside, being able to, to take a shot on the right. But what she creates is, is really, really important to the midfield, uh, sorry, to the Matilda's attack. And I think they'll look to her again tonight to, to create a lot of the, the attacking play. So it was a term you used uh, earlier in the interview. You, you talked about tournament football. And I was fascinated to watch the shift in mindset um, of the Matildas from the Ireland game and the Nigeria game to the Canada game. They look like there's a lot more positivity about them. Um, and I guess a key tonight is going to be maintaining that with the the stakes because, you, as you say, tournament football means lose and you're out, doesn't it? And, and the ability to strike that balance of being positive and assertive and aggressive but also um, knowing that the stakes are very high. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's a balance, like you said. I think that's the key thing. It's it's one thing to be to be positive and, and we hear it a lot, particularly now in, in sport, about having a belief system and a mindset that's a really big part of the mental aspect. But when you're not delivering or you come under pressure, that can sometimes fall away. So it's about being able to absorb the pressure and still maintain a particular mindset under the pressure of, a t- of tournament football. It, it's quite unique and it's a little bit different to, say, playing out a season uh, where you've got, you know, a four- to six-month season that you've got a bit of time to, to make up ground. Tournament football is high-pressure stuff. And like you said, balance is important. Belief systems are important, but you've got to be able to come out and, and produce at the same time. So as long as they can do that, um, when they do get some, some I guess, situations of adversity throughout the match, that they're able to absorb it and still turn that around, uh, which they seem to be able to maintain against Canada. I don't think Canada gave them too much pressure. There weren't too many pressure points. I think the Danes will, will be a little bit more difficult to break down. And so they'll need to maintain that for the full 90 minutes. You talked about European football. How is that different to other modes of football? Look, I think the Europeans at the moment are, are doing a great job at recruiting the best stars from around the world. And, of course, they've injected a lot of money, whether it's in England, Spain, France, um, into their leagues. Sweden's another one as well that's injected quite a lot of, of cash into women's football. But second to all of that, apart from the, the leagues that they play in and the quality that they're playing against week in, week out, these players They've also got the Champions League as well, which, as we know, is a, just a massive UEFA tournament for, for men and women now. And I think it's fantastic because it creates another tier of competition and another tier of competition football, another tier of, of challenges for these players. So they're probably more equipped than players have ever been on the women's football circuit. And it's, it's really unique what they're creating in, in Europe. Tell us a bit about Tony Gustafsson and how he's likely to handle this moment. Ah, Tony, he's the, uh, the, I always say he's the king of positivity. I think Tony, he's the, 
the perfect coach in terms of, of mindset and positivity and what he brings as a coach, as I've always said too, is, is super unique. We don't often see coaches almost, he reminds me of a bit of a circus master. You know, he's able to engage the crowd, engage the media, engage the fans, the players. He's, he's very, very unique and I think he will still take exactly that tactic and exactly that way of life into this match tonight. He won't change. He very rarely gets stressed for any good stuff. And I don't know if you've noticed, he's always got a smile at some point, <laughs> maybe a little stressed against Nigeria, but generally always, always positive. And that's a really big part of his game as a coach. And it's a really big part of, I think, the whole Matilda's camp and they draw a lot from it. So I expect more positivity from Tony. I expect a lot of... Um, Animated sideline vision, no doubt, as you do as a coach. And definitely going into this, it's it's really the make or break of a great coach, isn't it, these types of matches? World Cups are always big, but home World Cups are massive opportunities. Tell us how big a moment this is for the code in Australia. Uh, I think at the moment we can't quite grasp uh, what it's doing for the code. I think even for us who are involved in, in the game and involved from grassroots all the way to the, I guess, governance level. You think about it, you try and imagine it, you just, we, we couldn't. And what it's doing at the moment and continues to do in engagement with crowds and, and people in attendance and supporting women's football is like nothing we've ever seen before in this country. It's, it's definitely uh, been something that has really blown my mind. It's taken me perhaps a little bit by surprise how, how big the uptake was um, and still it continues. So it's it's huge. The biggest challenge I think we have in this country is we're one of many codes and how we harness this interest and harness this engagement from the everyday person is particularly important once this World Cup finishes and that's going to be the challenge of the Federation. It's going to be the challenge of federations around the country and an extremely important part of the future of this game, particularly the women's game in Australia. Because there's growing competition for first-choice athletes in women's sport, isn't there? There's now an AFLW, there's um, um, NRLW. Um, so there's, yep. there's a lot of options for young women who are good athletes to, um, to pursue. So it, something like this to get the attention of young female athletes is, is a big moment. Yeah, definitely. And I guess... With those other sports in mind, I mean, generally speaking, I think most athletes who are good at something um, can, can play just about any sport. They're very, very coordinated across the board and, and are quite talented. So it's, it's like you said, there's opportunities for other codes to scoop up talent here as well. The big thing is, and I hope this is what happened in lieu of this World Cup, is that young girls in particular and young boys look at, I guess, the trajectory of football, soccer in this country and go, wow, this is on a global scale. If I get to the top of soccer or football, I can be, I can be international, whereas compared to the AFL and the NRL, it's a completely different, um, I guess, pool it, it, that athletes can look at. So we see it a lot with the comparisons at the moment with Sam Kerr. Her first love was AFL, that's no secret. Obviously her brother playing out there for the West Coast Eagles and they're, they're very much an AFL family. For her to go to soccer was very different, but you can see the difference in perhaps her, the opportunities that have become available to an athlete like Sam Kerr compared to, say, what the AFLW could also offer her. Very, very different, and I hope that's what's harnessed out of this World Cup. 
I can tell you, Alicia, I saw Sam Kerr play um, Aussie Rules in a little league match at Subiaco Oval years and years ago. She was Amazing. playing. She was playing against the boys. She was the best player on the field by a margin, and uh, yeah, and that's. You know, it's it's amazing, isn't it? And I think I have no doubt in my mind she used to come into camp with us at Perth Glory with a little pink Sharon under the arm. So that was that was quite normal for Sam. But no surprises, right? And it speaks a lot to her, you know, obviously vertical ability with the jump. We see how fantastic she is in the air, but also um, with the ball as well. So do we win? <laughs> Trick question. I think... No pressure. I think we're going to go to penalties tonight. Just got a feeling. Oh. I think we'll be round two on the pens. I think we'll be on the edge of our seats, and I think we'll win in pens. I hope not. I don't know if I can do it back to back, but just got one of these funny feelings where I don't think the Danes are going to make it particularly easy for us, and um, the breakdown will be a little bit difficult. So if we go to extra time, I won't be surprised, but I think we'll win it in extra time. Oh. <laughs> and, and are you calling? Are you calling the game? I've got the night off. I'm, I'm actually, I've had yesterday, the night before, I've, I've been pretty um, pretty on it. So not me tonight. I've got my first Matilda's match off just to actually watch it um, with everyone else around the country and, and soak it up. So I'm going to just put the feet up and, and enjoy. Enjoy it and dust off those vocal cords for, your next, uh, for the next game that you're calling. Thanks, Alicia. And, I will. Uh, awesome. All the best. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Alicia Carnivas talking about the big Matildas clash with Denmark at Stadium Australia tonight. How they go? Give us your thoughts on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736. Call us on the open line on 13 12 55. Tell us what it means for the code in Australia. Your thoughts. We'll be back after the break.